Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. And hello, St. Louis. 8.06 in the evening. Downtown raining a little bit still under the arch. Finally started to clear out. How you doing? George Sells with you up until 11 o'clock. KMOX is at your service. Lots going on tonight. Lots to talk about. Going to be taking your calls, so jump in. We want to hear from you in the conversation. 314-436-7900 is the number. Again, 314-436-7900 or 800-925-1120 if you're a little farther down the road than the basic 314 area. We're going to be talking in a little while about Taste of St. Louis Trying to get its direction back, heading back downtown after having to be canceled last year and some movement out into the county prior to that. So we'll get into some of that. We're going to hear from a news legend in St. Louis who is departing. We're going to talk to Rocky Madden a little bit, kind of a little, let Rocky have a little goodbye note from Fox 2. You know Rocky Madden, Rocky Madden, Fox 2 News. He made it legendary. Rocky's going to join us coming up around 830. We'll be talking to him. Uh, we'll be talking about live theater in St. Louis as it begins to come back. And there is a major new spot that you'll be interested in hearing about and a new theater troupe to play there. And then coming up in the next hour, we're going to talk about that shortage of cars out there with the president of the St. Louis Auto Dealers Association and try to find out when we're going to be able to actually get a car without giving up a kidney. So all that coming up here in the next hour or so. But we're going to start tonight with an old friend, the St. Louis Rams. You remember those guys, the blue and the gold. We used to cheer for them, and then they turned their backs on us, stabbed us in the heart, and left town for Los Angeles. Well, there has been a long court case going on between uh, folks representing the city of St. Louis and the uh, Convention and Visitors Bureau here trying to basically get something out of the Rams for leaving and lying about what they were doing as they went through the process. That's the accusation. And they were in court today, and there were some pretty big moves coming out of the courthouse today. Sean Michael Lyle he just, was just with us doing news. Sean was at the courthouse today also. And, Sean, what's going on? What happened? Because it was kind of a big deal today that uh, Stan Kroenke, among, among others, may have to open up the books. Yeah, well, what happened today was that uh, the judge, uh, Christopher McGraw, ruled that there is a preponderance of evidence 
that the plaintiffs, which is the sports authority, the city, county, and, uh, and all, of that, uh, all of those, there is a preponderance of evidence that they were, in fact, harmed by the NFL because the NFL did not uh, apparently follow its own relocation process. The, uh, the accusations that... Um, and it, it appears that Jerry Jones, you know, the owner of the Dallas Cowboys, Everybody's uh, favorite. Is, is kind of kind of behind a lot of this. And that is uh, before there was even a vote that he went to Kroenke and said, listen, um, uh, tell you what, how about uh, uh, after, you know, I'm, I'm encouraging you to get the team to move. He, he urged him to move the team from St. Louis to Los Angeles. And then after the vote, the day after the vote, he said, I'll sell your seats for you. You know, the seat licenses and the <laughs> right. luxury suites and all that. I'll sell those for you. So that kind of violates, obviously violates the, um, the, the rules of the NFL as far as the relocation also dating back to like 2013 there was talk about that there was going to, that they were trying to uh, relocate the team that Kroenke wanted to go to Los Angeles and a lot of this stuff is documented amazingly yes, it's it's documented I mean, so what the judge ruled today was that it does seem the preponderance of evidence is there that the NFL violated its own rules in in the relocation so um, because he believes that there's a good possibility that uh, St. Louis Sports Authority will prevail, that they, uh, those who are the uh, defendants will have to provide financials. They'll have to open the books up. Now, they're asking for an awful lot of people, a lot of NFL owners, Kansas City Chiefs, Seattle Seahawks, people like that. Um, I was talking with one of the principals, who I can't say who it was, uh, because it was kind of off the record as far as who and, and, and quoting them. But the general information is it doesn't look like those people will necessarily have to be uh, involved in this. Uh, only those who are more directly involved. Over the next 10 days, the uh, attorneys for the sports authority are going to have to be discussing with the other attorneys and, and kind of, well, making their cases to who they want included in these people who are or, or um who are going to have to divulge their financials. They're going to have to do that, and then those people will be able to retort back. And basically, they'll negotiate who is going to be involved, who's going to have to open the books, and how much of the books they're going to have to open, because it'll only be the books that are in uh, that are related to this actual uh, situation. Now, folks, here's where it gets real interesting, because throughout this process, going back to right when the Rams left and people automatically started talking about lawsuits and started talking about, is there any kind of recourse for St. Louis? One thing that you heard over and over again and saw in various articles throughout this was the fact that the NFL owners do not want the public, reporters, other lawyers sniffing around too much in the details of how they do their business. And the big deal here, and Sean just laid it out very nicely for us, is the fact that some very important people in the NFL are about to have to do just that. We're talking about Stan Kroenke. Right. We're talking about Jerry Jones. Jerry Jones and also Dallas Cowboys. We're John, talking about Roger Goodell, right? Roger Goodell, the commissioner. Uh, also John Mara of the uh, Giants. Also Richardson, who used to own the Panthers. Uh, and that's really probably about it. But that's still a really big deal. Jerry Jones, by himself, yes, uh, you know, his books in the right hands could, uh, you know, 
the, the forensic examiners, so to speak, uh, that could lead to some really interesting stuff. We're, we're about to, you know, we all think that the NFL is a little shady behind closed doors, right? Mm-hmm. But we're about to find out just how shady they are. But, and that, this is where I'm going to go a little bit of, you know, the guy on the grassy knoll here. There is the thought among some that this could give St. Louis a lot of leverage. And it could give St. Louis the ability to well get something from the NFL. Now, is it a new team? I know yeah. we talked about this earlier. Well, I know, but, but is it a team? Yeah, probably not. They're, they're not expected to expand anytime yeah. soon. But if somebody was going to move, uh, you know, maybe St. Louis is suddenly at the top of the list, or maybe it's a money thing. But uh, at the end of the day, these guys want these guys don't want this to happen. Right. But here's and here's your scenario though, and because uh, along that lines. Yeah, they're asking for damages, financial damages, and they believe that they have a case that there are financial damages, and that has to be determined what it is. But over this course of the next uh, 10 days and then 10 days after that, that's where this negotiation goes on, where, okay, uh, if I'm the plaintiff, you know, I'm the plaintiff, I'm saying NFL owners, I need to see this. And they say, no, 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 you don't need to see that. This is all we're going to show you. Here's the question. What is the likelihood that they're going to come to an agreement as to what books are going to be open and how much they're going to be open? My be- bet is zero. Be- yeah, <laughs> that's not, I don't think that's a bad bet because at the end of this, if they do not come to agreement, then Judge McGraw decides how open the books get. And it seems to me that when Judge McGraw, if it ends up back in the in the, the hands of Judge McGraw as to him deciding, that's when the leverage would be played. If there is any leverage, if there's any deal to be made out, it's when they say, no, 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 we don't want to show that. And then they hand it back to the judge and they would be ordered to open that. Right now, they haven't really been ordered to open the books per se, just saying you're going to have to, but you two, you two sides negotiate how much you're going to. Yes, and I have that negotiation is going to be a very interesting place. It would be fun to be a fly on the wall in that scenario, really, just trying to unless get a the grip. Answer, <laughs> unless the answer is just simply, no, we're not going to do this. And that's, like I say, that's, if there is this, this grassy knoll negotiation of, of are you going to move a team? Are you going to expand a team? Is there something we can do to get ourselves a team? That's when that would happen, I think, is when the real threat that it would be ordered by the judge that these are the specific books you have to open and these are the specific people. I think it's only limited to the ones we just talked about. But when, but if Jerry Jones is told, you got to open your books up, that's when something could happen. Okay, a couple questions for you out there, folks. You want to see if another, another NFL team, a third iteration of the NFL here in St. Louis? I see some nodding heads in the room. So there, there's, there's question number one for you, 314-436-7900. Question number two is, if they did show up, what kind of support do you think they'll get? Do you think people will be able to forgive and forget enough or, or be able to compartmentalize between the, the Rams and what the NFL basically did to this town and take them in if, the, if they come back? So, again, give us a call. We're going to double back to some of this stuff later on in the show. But 314-436-7900 is the number. You can catch me on Twitter. I am at George Sells. And Sean Michael Lyle, thank you so much for diving in and joining us here for the first segment because this is some very interesting stuff. And, by the way, to the judge, if you're listening, if they give you any trouble, Jerry Cronkie, contempt of court. Throw them in the workhouse. There's room for them there. 
It's great in August, I hear. Let's uh, let's get this done. <laughs> Sean, thank you. The workhouse is closed, by the way. Well, that's why I'm saying there's space. There's yeah, there's space. They could have it to themselves. It'll be their little luxury apartment. <laughs> KMOX news time is 8:17. Back in a moment. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. And KMOX at your service. I'm George Sells, back with you. 821 in downtown St. Louis. And downtown St. Louis is going to be back to being home to Taste of St. Louis again. This has gone on for a while. It's been a tough few years for Taste of St. Louis. It got moved out to out to Chesterfield several years ago. Some people were very unhappy with that. And then there's a purchase of the group, and then they're coming back downtown. And then we have COVID-19 and, like, everything else fun in the world for the last, you know, 12 to 18 months. It was canceled. And now we finally have light at the end of the tunnel. Taste of St. Louis. It's going to be in downtown St. Louis, September 24th to 26th at Ballpark Village. And to hear more about it now, we're joined by Chuck Justice from Taste of St. Louis. Chuck, thanks for joining us on KMOX. Oh, well, thank you. I appreciate the opportunity. Well, listen, tell tell us what's going on. I mean, it's been, there's just been a lot of stuff with Taste, and it can't quite get the traction. Uh, this has <laughs> got to be kind of exciting for you, getting back and going again after a year on, on hiatus. Yeah, it's almost like we had to retrain ourselves and try to, you know, it was like, whoa, okay, time to wake up and, and get going. But in, in all seriousness, you know, the, the guys that produce taste, we're, we're all in the event business. We, we either provide staging or labor. I, I, in particular, have a business that provides electric power for festivals and things. So we're, we're pretty, you know, accustomed to producing festivals and, you know, as far as putting the infrastructure in place. But certainly last year provided some, you know, extraordinary challenges that we really felt kind of optimistic that we were going to be able to overcome. And and really this year's taste at Ballpark Village is is really our 2020 layout that we that we had planned to, you know, to, to implement and to provide safe distancing and all those things. And Ballpark Village is already you know, they're in the hospitality business. So we thought, what a better place than to 
it's it's picturesque. Uh, they they they're familiar with you know the regs. They they're just true professionals down there. And so when we had approached them about hosting the festival, I mean they they couldn't they couldn't say yes quick enough. And it was I'm just uh, excited to be able to work with them. How frustrating was it? last year when you had this you had the plans laid out you were ready to go and the the plug gets pulled and really since then you've been having to kind of sit and watch and do what all of us have done really which is just try to get through life and figure out where we start again that's that has to have been somewhat frustrating it was frustrating yes it 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 also was the wrong time you know uh we we really realized September of 2020 that, you know, we, we were optimistic that things were going to get better, that, that we would be able to produce a festival. You know, there's a lot of charity groups behind Taste of St. Louis that benefit from the festival. Um, I, I know a lot of folks probably think, oh, you guys just making a bunch of killing, you haul this cash, you know, that, that's, that couldn't be further from the truth, is we, we focus on how do we help the community and everything from entrepreneurs that we hosted in 2019, like uh, Mom's Chicken Sausage, to the Big Brother Big Sister organization, to uh, Lift for Life Gym, and you know, t- uh, I'm sorry, the STL Food Bank. It just it got, the list went on of all the organizations that also missed out on a 2020 festival. And I just <clears throat> that that's the part that's just probably the most frustrating is they were coming to us saying, Hey, what are you doing? What, you know, is there anything you can help us with? And it's like, you know, here we are writing checks for a festival that never happened. Right. And it's that, that part was, uh, that was frustrating. Well, give us, what should we be looking forward to? Give it, give us a, a, a quick run of highlights. I've got about 30, 45 seconds. Give us a quick run okay. of highlights of uh, what there, we can, what we should look forward to the most. 25 of the, the best local restaurants, folks that, you know, they're, they're brick and mortars. They're folks you can go to. You can enjoy the food uh, for a few bucks. Come out. Uh, you, can, you can have a great meal at Taste of St. Louis for 20 bucks. Walk around and eat. You know, everybody offers a, a taste uh, for just a couple dollars. Uh, and you can come out and for 20 bucks even have a great meal and, and have sampled a bunch of different restaurants and things. And, um, you know, I'm just excited to be able to produce that. We're, we're in conjunction this year with St. Jude and all the great work that they do. And, and we're excited to host their 5K race on Saturday and uh, would ask you all to uh, just uh, get involved in that the best you can. Been a tough year for the event business. Also, very quickly, the restaurant business. Uh, did, you, did you see changes to your roster due to what the economy did to some restaurants? The good news is a lot of the favorites are back. Uh, a lot of folks, and, and there'll be some new ones as well, but it's, it's, it's good that they, yes, they're bruised, they're battered, but you can help them come out and support them at Taste of St. Louis 2021 at Ballpark Village. All right, Chuck Justice, thank you so much for joining us here on KMOX, and we can look forward to Taste of St. Louis coming up in September. Thank you so much. KMOX News Time, 827. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 8.33, the sun going down over downtown St. Louis. I'm George Sells, KMOX at your service on a Monday night. 
The Cardinals would normally be occupying this spot, but the Cardinals have an all-star break. So they're kicking back and hopefully rejuvenating to uh, do something with the rest of the season. So you got me, George Sells, with you until 11 o'clock. Now, I've been working with KMOX here and there over the last couple of years, but spent a long time uh, in TV news here in St. Louis working at Fox 2. And if I learned one thing about this town, it is that they are very kind to the news folks for the most part, and they grow very attached to people who are in the news business here. And there is no one who has had more of an attachment with folks than the gentleman joining us now, Rocky Madden from Fox 2, now formerly of Fox 2, retired after 30 years on the air in St. Louis. Rocky, welcome to KMOX. Hey, George. Thanks for the nice intro. That was really kind of you. Well, with you, it's easy, man. It's I, I wish folks could have seen the going-away party they threw for Rocky yesterday. It was a who's who of TV news dating back 25 years, I think. Uh, yeah. Folks like Tom O'Neill. What, what did you think when you were looking around at this crew of people, Rock? I was amazed. I said to somebody, did they pay you all to show up? I was really overwhelmed with the. I could not believe it. It was so nice of so many people to come. Don Johnson from uh, he told me he left Channel Two twenty years ago, uh, and other people like that. It was really wonderful. Well, tell me this: you came here from Dallas, Texas, thirty years ago. I'm sure that you didn't think you would end up retiring in St. Louis, uh, but you had you did a lot a lot of stuff. When you when when people ask you, I get this a lot. You know, people will be like, "Oh yeah, you were news a long time." You know, what were the most interesting stories you you ever covered? What were the ones you'll always remember? Let me ask that uh, of you. What give me two okay. or three of the the biggest highlights over three decades in St. Louis? I, I well, one of them, the top one, I think, was probably uh, flying with the Pope from Rome to. Mexico City to St. Louis and back to Rome. That was a pretty big deal. He came back for a news conference with the reporters. Unfortunately, he spoke little English since we were headed to Mexico first. It was mainly in Spanish, Italian, and Polish. So I didn't pick up a great deal of what he had to say. And this was Pope, I, John, I know, uh, this was Pope John Paul II, just to give folks the, the layout of the sure. time. This was Pope John Paul II. So you basically were on a plane with a saint. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. I didn't think of that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. And uh, just the whole aspect of what it was like uh, on the plane. And it was interesting. Each airline gave reporters gifts and the, you fly on the airline of the country and then they call that plane Shepherd One. So it was Alitalia out of uh, Rome. And they gave us, I think it was Versace's Men Cologne or Versace's uh, Women's Perfume. I wisely took the perfume for my wife. <laughs> and then they gave everybody a carton of cigarettes. I th- I, I don't smoke. I, can't, I detest it. You know I've had cancer, <laughs> so I'm not big on smoking. And uh, I gave mine to uh, some of the uh, lady who was begging for money, figuring she could sell them and in New Mexico, I, I didn't, you know, know what to do with it. So uh, she would gladly accepted them, and uh, it was just interesting. Uh, Mexican Airlines gave us like a, a little folder with the em- embossed seal of the Pope, and then uh, we got a gift from a TWA when they were still alive and then flying. And uh, 
it was something to hold your passport in, also embossed with the Pope's uh, seal. It was really interesting what goes on on the plane. Uh, you know, there's no smoking in most planes, but not on this one. Uh, <laughs> it, uh, there are quite a few priests in the Vatican who do enjoy smoking. And a reporter from the Post-Dispatch with me, uh, uh, she uh, went up to the stewardess, uh, the flight attendant, she said, you know, my seat says no smoking. It had a little card on it. And she says, you don't have to smoke if you don't want to. <laughs> so <laughs> it was it was a, just a whole different, different look at the uh, at the international, the way things go. It was just quite entertaining. The business has changed a lot. Uh, I, always, I always tell people jokingly and I, I'm. I, I did not have the years in the business that you have, but I, I did 25, and I always would tell uh, you know, the younger people, I walked into my first job, and there, and on my desk was sitting an electric typewriter and an ashtray, <laughs> to kind of go back to what you were saying about smoking. Um, yeah. to the, these days, it's, you know, instead of one story at the end of your shift, it's five over a period and six live shots, and seven oh, tweets yes. and four Facebook posts and all, and you're shooting it yourself sometimes. Uh, all right. Tell me, how, how did how have you seen it evolve and what is your perception of how it's evolved? What do you think is better? What do you think is worse? Well, I, I just miss using film when I started. I was an intern at a station where I went to college in San Antonio. They still had some film, but my first job was Abilene, Texas, and uh they had already switched to video, and this is 1978. I've been doing this 40-some years now. And uh, so I that's, then it was three-quarter inch, which is a big, wide tape. Then we went to half inch, and now we're shooting on tiny little cards. Uh, it's just amazing. I think the way the business is going, it's going to be all streaming, and you'll pick the story you want to watch. I don't know how long newscasts will stick around. I don't know if it'll be like a video news jukebox where you push, you know, A-17 for the big fire or something that happened in Washington. It's just on the change, and I don't think anybody knows where it's going yet. You talk about that. It's always interesting to me to discuss the difference between the viewer choosing the news they want and the viewer, be, you know, when we were early in the business, the viewer was basically given, here's what we think is the most important thing out there. Right. But it, that was a judgment being made uh, by experienced journalists with the, be with the best of intentions. Right. Um, yeah, we, we, yeah, remember we used to do stories, uh, uh, you know, if there was a tax increase, we would do that story because it affected everyone. But now... It seems TV news wants stories that are also compelling and interesting. And if there's a water skiing squirrel somewhere, it's going to make the news. Not necessarily the lead, but any bizarre, unusual video, anything caught on tape uh, that is out of the ordinary, if it's in Australia or London or here in St. Louis, it's going to end up on everybody's TV. And so then the important news is somewhere is put in amongst it. Yeah. Uh, the other stories. Do you worry at all? Or bad. Do you worry at all if this choose your own adventure thing goes as it very well could that uh, the things like the county council meeting, which everybody you know, the everybody knows has lots of important things go through it, but everybody also knows is really bad TV. <laughs> you know, do, right. do, do you worry it, that that that's not, they, that just doesn't get covered anymore because it's very important? Right. 
yeah, people aren't going to be as informed as well. I always say also, we should say at the end of the newscast on television or radio, you know, consult your library and your local newspaper for more details because they can go into it in more depth. The other thing about choosing your own right now, people do choose their own kind of networks. They, you know, they see uh, MSNBC rightly or wrongly as the most liberal place, and they see Fox or these news uh, one like Newsmax is the most conservative, and they watch that and feel very comfortable there in their uh, in their home room, uh, family room watching because those people are saying what they want to hear and not necessarily completely. I don't want to say they're lying, but they uh, can slant the stories to favor their political side. So next step for Rocky Madden. Now you've you have officially hung it up at Channel Two. Uh, yep, we're gonna. I'm doing a segment later on talking about the real estate market, and you learned firsthand how easy it is to sell a home. Yeah, we sold it, and uh, fortunately, we live in the Central West End in a condo, and we thought it was going to take, you know, 30, 40 days at least. Uh, condos take longer to sell, and it's sold in one day. <laughs> so we, we're very lucky. And off to the East Coast to be with your kids. That's got to be I know how much you love those girls. That's got to be exciting for you to be able to kind of get the family in one spot again. Oh, yeah. And, and you know, I, in your job and mine, uh, you miss tucking your kid. Uh, you know, I worked nights for 17 years, and then I started working them again a couple of years ago. You know, you miss tucking your kids in bed at night. I mean, simple things. And so, obviously, they're too old for that, but sure it will be nice to, uh, you know, relate to them on a more adult level. And, uh, you know, it'll be kind of cool. So that's what we're looking forward to. Well, the newly minted retiree, Rocky Madden of Fox (laughs) 2 News. Rocky, thank you so much for joining us on KMOX. Best of luck on the road. Hey, thanks, George. Enjoyed it. KMOX News time is 8.43. 847 on KMOX. I'm George Sells at your service on a Monday night, sitting in for the St. Louis Cardinals who are taking the all-star break off. I'll be back with you on Wednesday night as well. Kind of the fill-in for the cards. Hopefully they're rejuvenating, doing something that will get things rolling a little better in the second half of the season. Now, You probably do not need any kind of a recap of all the different things that were canceled and blown out by COVID-19 over the last 18 months. But one of the things that certainly was, was theater. Broadway was shut down if you were looking at the big picture. And then locally between the Muni, the, the rep, black rep, and then even like kids theater. My my kids do teenage theater in the St. Louis area and have been involved in that for a number of years. And with a few exceptions where they tried to do some stuff online and do some stuff where they put it on video, basically all of that was shut down. So as we start rolling forward and hopefully putting a lot of this behind us, you talk about the places that are reopening. Well, how about some new places? And some new theater groups. And this is going to be really interesting because while COVID had us all locked in our homes, they finished building a gorgeous new theater complex in Kirkwood. And my guest who's joining us now is also starting a new theater group to populate it. Sharon Hunter joining us from the Moonstone Theater Company. Sharon, welcome to KMOX. Thank you, George. Thank you so much for having me tonight. I appreciate this. Absolutely. Tell me, 
you have to have wondered if anything was ever going to get rolling. Uh, we watched that building go up. I live in the Kirkwood area, so I saw that building go up, and it's beautiful. And it really, from what I've been told, and you can kind of fill, fill me in on this, uh, it could really change the, the face of theater in St. Louis a little bit. I think so. It, I mean, there's been a, quite a lot of excitement surrounding not only the you know, the construction of the Kirkwood Performing Arts Center, but all the different theaters that are going in there, like Stages, uh, Metro Theater Company, My Theater Company. Um, they, they've had Winter Opera Theater there. Um, just many, many people are really looking at it as a great place to, you know, begin again. And I think it's, it's a great location, and you have all that wonderful walking distance of, you know, going to different restaurants and going to different places. It's really turning into a sort of a performance mecca, if you will. And uh, one of the reasons why I was really excited about getting in there and so excited about becoming a resident company in their Black Box Theater, they have the main stage, which is stages is going to be in there and Winter Opera and Kirkwood Theater Guild. And then they have these, this wonderful Black Box space. And I was so excited about being able to do my first season there, my three shows that are coming up. And I just think it's going to be, you know, really exciting. It, it, it's, it's what we need in the city. And, and, and like you were talking about, you know, what we've been through just globally, theatrically for the past, you know, year and a half, it's so nice to see, you know, the life of live theater coming back. So tell me what prompt one to start a theater company in the middle of a pandemic and how, how is it going? Tell us what we're going to see. Well, that's a good question. You know, I, I, this was all supposed to start, uh, you know, really two and a half, well, two and a half years ago when I had the impetus to do this, when, because I'm an, I'm a, an equity actor and I came back from a time in New York and I came back to my hometown and I really wanted to, you know, do something like this here in St. Louis and be part of this just thriving theater scene. And so then I was going to, have these shows and of course the pandemic happened and we had to you know take a detour so to speak so over the last you know year i i really when i saw the 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 wonderful space in kirkwood come up i thought you know i'm not going to stop doing what i want to do and and trying to have this company so i just regrouped and just like everybody else and in the meantime i started a podcast for arts and entertainment and I started the St. Louis Theater Task Force so that all these theaters in town could get together and talk, you know, sometimes twice a month to come up with all these plans about how to get back on our feet and get back into live theater performance. And so, yeah, so I, I just thought, you know, Moonstone Theater Company lives, and I'm so proud of it. And so this, this uh, October, the inaugural show the, will be Jake's Women by Neil Simon which will open on October 14th and run to the 31st of October. And then in February, I'm doing Proof by David Auburn, which uh, will open on uh, February 17th and run to March the 6th. And then the final show of the season will be in, uh, will open on May 19th and close on June 5th is The House of Blue Leaves by John Guare. And tell me this, some of the, the professional actors you're working with both, uh, in this context and also just in the other places that you do work. Uh, how are these folks doing as far as being ready to come back and being able to come back? I mean, a lot of, a lot of people, you hate, to, you hate to wish a day job on an actor with a dream, but it sounds, a lot of people I've heard of have had to yeah. kind of make the switch. 
Oh, that's true. I mean, we've had, you know, we've had a lot of actors out of work and, and not only in St. Louis, but across the United States, across the world. And so many people had to fall back on, like you said, day jobs and other skills. And that's what I had to do. And so, you know, um, I think that everyone's ready to come back. They're going to have to maybe, uh, you know, do it in a way that now that they might have a day job, they'll come back to it and they'll rehearse in the evenings. That's what we're going to do. And, you know, try to get back into it slowly. But everybody is excited and everybody is just chomping in the bit to want to be back on stage, to be back in a theater, the designers, the tech crew, all the people that I'm that I've already gotten together for the first show um, we'll have auditions soon. Um, everyone seems so happy to be back and so thrilled to be, you know, doing what they do. They love to do creatively. And I think the audiences, I believe, will come back. And I know that they know that we are working really hard to keep everything safe. That's the other thing. I know that across the board, everybody wants to be safe and everybody wants to feel like they are going to have a good night at the theater. And having that good night at the theater, we've got about 30 seconds here. Tell me very yes. quickly, how how blown away are people going to be when they walk into this new facility? Oh, they're going to just love it. It's all these glass windows and this beautiful mural on the wall of the trees and the, and the railroad tracks of, of the Kirkwood area. And it's all lit up and they have beautiful train car seats on the second floor where the lounge is with antique tables that looks the reminiscent of a train. And it's just gorgeous. They have beautiful outdoor space where we're probably going to do some like cabaret stuff outdoors under the stars, trivia nights there. It's, it's spectacular. So I hope people will come out. I hope they will support theater. I hope they will support Moonstone Theater Company. Um, I, I can't wait to see everybody back in the seats. And, and that's how I feel. So it's, right. it's a thrilling time. All righty, Sharon Hunter, thank you so much. The Moonstone Theater Company coming to the new Kirkwood Performing Arts Center. Sharon, thanks for being with us on KMOX. Thank you, George, for your time. I really appreciate it. Have a great night. You too. Back in a moment. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.